Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm so happy that you're tuning in to the podcast. I'm coming at you from Chiang Mai, Thailand yet again, and I am using a brand new microphone that I am super pumped to have. You know when you're a podcast geek, when you are so attached to your microphone that you have to buy a new one on Amazon and ship it across the world to come get to you. So I bought this new microphone that I've been wanting anyways. I've been wanting it for a while. I realized that I would be traveling longer than I originally thought I was going to. So I knew I had to get a new microphone. I ordered the one I knew I really wanted. It's really heavy. It's not super travel friendly, but I will make do. I will get rid of one of my five shirts that I have along with me or something to make some more room because it is worth it. Today is a really exciting day for this podcast because after two years of running this show and never really finding a sponsor that I really, really back up and support 100%, I have found one and they are sponsoring this show and the next three to come and I am beyond thrilled you guys this sponsor for this show is something that I adore something that I love and something that I think every single person that listens to the show and their family members and their dogs or whoever else can get their hands on it should because they would benefit greatly from it. As many of you know, journaling has been a tremendous resource for healing my own body image and disordered eating struggles, as well as a huge resource for all of my clients. I absolutely love to give listeners, followers, and clients a prompt or a topic to write about, which results in them connecting with their emotions, their past, their desires, frustrations, and so many other things. The end goal is always to really shame and to gain more clarity about loving their bodies and lives even more. When it comes to journaling, I have a huge struggle that I used to face every single day. Ironically, I hate writing with pen and paper. It's really weird, but I just can't stand writing with pen and paper when my thoughts flow out so much better when I type or even when I text, when I write notes in my phone. They're just so much better, which is why I ended up being a blogger. Um, So this is really why I resonated so much with day one. Day one is an award-winning journaling app for iOS and Mac, which also has won the App Store Editor's Choice App of the Year in 2012 and Apple Design Award in 2014, I believe. The latest version of Day One 2.0 was released earlier this year, and it's beautifully simple, elegant, and so, so, so intuitive. 
You can use both the computer version and the phone version to capture the details of your life with photos and the ability to create multiple journals in case you want to categorize sections like your dream journal, your body positivity notes journal, your favorite quotes journal, your food journal. I honestly love the phone version the most because my phone is close by me at all times and I always have access to write down a thought, a full blog post, a to-do, or an idea that I want to elaborate on more later. Sometimes I just get a huge surge of creativity and need to let it out right there right then so day one is an incredible resource for those moments if you love journaling but you're more of a minimalist like me day one will easily become your favorite new app i don't promote many products but this is one that i really think everyone should have on their phone or their computer and you can check it out by going to the link in the show notes for this episode or simply just look up day one and that's spelled out o-n-e uh, look that up directly in the app store or the mac app store uh, once you download the app and use it a few times, shoot me a message and let me know your favorite part about it or how journaling has helped you on your journey. If you're a light packer, if you're on the go, this is going to be so awesome for you. So next piece of news that I have to share is I am on my way to Bali soon. Oh, Bali. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I cannot wait. I'll be spending time there most likely for about a couple weeks, maybe to a month, and then possibly, maybe heading off to New Zealand. If I have any followers in either of those places, Bali or New Zealand, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to meet up with you guys. I'm not really sure about my New Zealand plans yet. It's really just a baby fetus of an idea, but it's one that I've been nurturing for like two years actually probably been nurturing this idea since I became a Lord of the Rings freak when I was in fifth grade. You guys have heard my Lord of the Rings stuff. I won't go over that again. If anyone's interested, go back into the archives. I'm sure there's some more talk about my Lord of the Rings obsession days. Um, but I am just really excited. I think that New Zealand will happen. And I, if I go there, I will probably spend a good amount of time there. I know their internet isn't amazing. So if you do live in New Zealand and you have any internet tips or tricks or advice same with bali because i know it's not amazing there either so either place is really good insight would be appreciated on the internet situation okay so time for the review of the week this comes from mimi811 and she says insightful and real with five stars Wow, I love this podcast. I try to fill my media with positivity and encouragement, and this is a great addition to my weekly podcast listens. Maddie is refreshingly honest while being down to earth and caring about her audience. The topics presented and guests on the show are helpful and encouraging. You can tell by listening that Maddie really cares about helping others find food freedom and exercise freedom. I can't wait to see this podcast grow. Maddie and her mission is incredible and contagious. Thank you, Mimi, so much from the bottom of my heart. I really do care about each one of you. Every email means the world to me. Every review means the world to me. Every single person that takes the time to listen to an episode, takes notes, invests in trying the things that I teach in these episodes or that my guest teaches means so much to me. And I've never been able to express it. The only way I can express it is by continuing to do this show. So today's show, speaking of shows, is about intuition. As some of you may know, I'm working on my next book. I'm working on my third book. I have very big expectations and hopes. Actually, I shouldn't say expectations because that's that's pretty ironic that I said that because that is something I'll be discussing in this episode. I have very high hopes that this book will turn into something 
big and it will be in all the hands of my listeners, followers, and people around the world. More than just an ebook. I've done three ebooks now and I'm ready for this one to be on the shelves. So, yes, it's all about intuition. And one of the things that I've been learning to strengthen uh, during my travels is my intuition. Because when you're traveling solo, you have to be intuitive at all different times of the day, 24-7 really. You're constantly checking in with yourself to ask, does this feel right? Um, what, what should I be doing today? What do I want to be doing today? Or um, how do I treat the situation? Not only when it comes to food and movement when you're traveling, or just not even traveling at all, but intuition is used greatly when it comes to food and movement, but also safety. And that's something that I've been learning with traveling is like you have to be looking out for yourself, be aware of things going on around you. For example, just in the past month, I have had a drunk man stumble into my uh, hotel room when I was sleeping and demand that I was in his room, which I definitely I was not. So I had to get him out of there and then he started walking back and forth outside of the hallway drunkenly blabbering to the walls about me being in his room and then finally he found his right room and I was watching all this through the people. Uh, I had money stolen, money stolen from my wallet and my friend's wallet which I had to deal with and uh, I had a bus try to leave me at the Cambodian border and everyone else at the border because he didn't get extra money out of us and he was upset about it so he left us at the border and then parked a mile away and said he would wait there for 10 minutes. So we had about 10 minutes to get our visas, to hand over our photos, and then get to him a mile away, all within 10 minutes. And fortunately, we hopped on some motorbikes and they got us over there. So that took trust too, to hop on all these people's motorbikes. It was a big group of us, so we were pretty safe. But things like that happen when you are traveling. Fortunately, it's all been an adventure for me. It's all been safe. I've never been put in any kind of real situation that was dangerous. Drunk guy was drunk, confused, didn't know what's going on, probably didn't remember the next day. Money was stolen. Okay, that really, really, really sucked. But my credit cards were there. Everything was good. My ID was not stolen. Um, my v- uh, my passport was still there. Bus trying to leave us. They didn't really leave us. They were threatening us. They just wanted to like promote some fear so the next time whenever they want to get extra money out of us, we do. But look, everything worked out fine, which is a blessing, which is great. But that's not to say I wasn't being smart about it. I wasn't being very aware of my situation, what was going on around me. Very, very, very important. Keep up with me on Snapchat because I go through a lot of these different traveling escapades over there at Mind Body Musings. You can find me on Snapchat by going there. But today's episode is going to be specifically around... Well, everything, but today I want to really focus on food and movement because that's what resonates with you guys and that's why you're here on the show for the most part. So uh, on my travels, I have been eating out. I've made a video about this and I've done a blog post about this. So I've been eating out almost every single day and, you know, I've been titling, like I titled the video eating out every single day, how it can be beneficial for you and orthorexia, something like that, obviously not that long. But the same thing with my blog post is like, If you have orthorexia, eating out every day for every meal will be helpful. So that was really to grab people's attention, but I'm not really saying that you have to eat out for every meal because Asia food prices are not the same as America food prices. Asia food prices are not the same as New Zealand food prices. It gets expensive, so expensive. And even here, eating out, I mostly eat out for lunch and dinner. I can make oatmeal in my room. 
But when I was in Vietnam and Cambodia, I couldn't do that. I only can do that here in, in Thailand because I have a water boiler. So when I was there, I was eating out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And for an orthorexic, that's pretty much a nightmare. Always eating out, always having your food out of your control. So I've had to grow. I've been forced to grow in those areas as well. Having no kitchen, eating out a lot. At the beginning, I was feeling anxious, but then I remembered this is a part of traveling. This is a part of letting go. I am really in the throes of letting go and having no control. I always was out of control. I never really had control ever. You guys never really have control either. But having being on these on these adventures traveling right now is making me come face to face with that realization I can't hide from it anymore I can't pretend that as long as I eat this specific meal every day for lunch everything's under control because I can't do that and I'm being faced with that the realization that I'm not in control it's just more blunt and in my face than it was before but that doesn't mean it wasn't always there because it definitely was and I realized I didn't want my traveling to be ruined by trivial, stupid concerns such as eating more carbs than I'm used to or not having my food cooked in a certain kind of oil that I like or being stuck at a, a rest stop for my next meal and having to eat at a rest stop where they just throw things together and who knows where they get food from, you know? Like, it always can't be this non-GMO organic place with brown rice. Sometimes you end up eating white rice two times a day, big plates of it, for two weeks, you know? And you have to deal. You have to enjoy it. And you learn to really appreciate the food you are given in the moments that you do get to eat because you can't always know when your next meal is going to come or where, where it's going to come from when you're on the go or when you have to go with the flow. And I don't buy snacks, guys. I don't carry around with me little packets of almond butter and, um, I don't know, like snack bars that I know are, are, are you know, gut friendly or jerky or whatever. Like, I don't carry that stuff with me. I eat when I eat. And then I, when I leave the restaurant or the place I eat, I leave. And then my next meal is the next time I eat. It's very simple and it feels pretty good. It feels kind of scary, but also pretty good. So traveling has helped me learn this to the nth degree. I've already been practicing this for the past couple years, but now it's just come to surface a bit more and it's put my intuitive movement, living, eating, breathing skills into full force. Kickstarted, so we should say. So today's episode, I want to give you six ways to train your intuition muscle. There is a chapter in my book that will go over more than 20. Uh, So far, I have more than 20 different ways to train your intuition muscle. But in this podcast episode, I wanted to give you six of them. I wanted to just give you a little piece of what I've been working on, some things that will definitely help you in the meantime. So number one, I love this one. Number one, say no more. Say no more, okay? There are so many instances in your life when you're presented with an opportunity or you're presented with a challenge or with a request that you say yes to, even though you have no desire to do it. No, you do not want to come in on Sunday morning and work more. No, you do not want to miss out on your very important AA meeting. No, you do not want to have to go to the grocery store for the third time in the day because someone else forgot to put something on the list. No, you don't want to hang out with that girl that brings you down all the time. Now, of course I'm not saying it's a lovely thing to go out of your way and do something kind for someone else. 
someone is sick and they need you to fill in for them at work, okay, that's really sweet of you to do, right? That's good. I want you to keep that pure heart motivation going always. But there is a but, 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 not when it's at stake of your own mental health, your self-care. If you're being pushed over the edge, you're falling down the cliff, that is when you need to be thinking about yourself before you're even falling down the cliff. When you're just like walking backwards, stepping back, where's the edge? Like you need to take care of yourself. It is not selfish to stick by your needs and to demand them. Demand them. That's what I'm saying. If you've been pushed to hang out with a certain person too many times and you know every time that you get around them, you become different. You don't like the way she makes you feel, the what the what he says about you. You don't appreciate those things and you leave feeling crappy. That person doesn't have to be in your life anymore. If you've consistently been putting others' needs before yourself, hello mothers, lovely mothers of the world, if you are continuing to put everyone's needs before yours, it's time to rethink some things. I'm not saying that you... You say whatever to everyone else and you just say, deal with it. I love you mothers. I love your caring nature. But I want you to have that same caring nature for others as you do for yourself. I want you to remember that you are here too. You are taking up space in this world and we need you to be you in this world. Not somebody else, but you. And in order to stay up to par with the ultimate you that you can be you got to take care of yourself you got to make time for self-care for taking a walk in the park to go to the dog shelter where you love to play with dogs to get a mani-pedi one day to just meditate these tiny little things they don't have to be big things but if you're saying yes to everything you're saying no to a lot of stuff too every time you say yes you're saying no to something and every time you say no to something you're saying yes to something else Maybe it's just like a quiet night in. Maybe it's just a Tuesday night. You know you're pooped and you need to rest. So say no more. Here's your challenge. I want you to write a list of 10 things that you feel are not serving you anymore and you want to start saying no to them. They can be tangible things. They can be activities. They can be people. They can be mental things you're putting yourself through. Mental thoughts that you keep having that you want to say no to that you don't want to keep putting yourself down they can be emotional things emotional attachments you have to certain ideas or beliefs what do you want to say no to write a list of 10 things number two stop apologizing stop apologizing i can think of so many instances where i do something so simple like i throw away a piece of trash in the garbage can and I throw it away a little bit too loudly I just put it in the trash can a little too loudly someone looks at me and I'm meeting me like oh sorry 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 or I'm walking in a movie theater and I noticed that I, I stumbled or I didn't notice but I feel that I stumble a little bit trying to find my seat and I just go I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry like too much apologizing on my end there are times where you, you say sorry. Like, if you ultimately hurt someone's feelings, you say sorry and you move on. Of course, I would assume this would be unintentionally hurting someone's feelings, but you do say sorry because you care about this person. You do care. You care about them. But if you're saying, 
I'm sorry for bothering you, but I have a question. You are watering down your presence. You're watering down your question. You're watering down your statement. Whatever it is. For example, say you're writing an email and you say, Hey, Betsy, I'm sorry to bother you. I just wanted to see if you could help me out with this project. I know you've got bigger things to do. And I know that my work is probably not as efficient as other people's, but I'd really appreciate it if you just take a moment to look over it. I don't think it's actually that good, but you're the boss. Love, Maddie. Okay, so for example, in this email that you would be writing, just actually, I know that you're busy, something like that. I'm sorry. Okay, those kind of things, like I was saying, are watering down your presence, your mission. What's the point of the email? I learned all of this. This is not my own work that I have discovered, but I learned all this from Tara Moore. She was on my podcast. I highly recommend you listen to that episode and grab a copy of her book, Playing Big. It's amazing. She goes over the whole email thing inside of her book. And thirdly, download the Google plugin, Just Not Sorry. It goes directly into your email and it underlines words you use that are diminishing your email or you're making yourself smaller, or you're apologizing for your own existence, saying, I'm sorry for reaching out, but blah, blah, blah. No, just say blah, blah, blah. Say whatever it was you were going to say, but don't have to apologize beforehand that you have a request. You have a request. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But in our culture, we're used to doing that. We're praised for doing that. We're taught to do that. We're taught to apologize for our requests or questions or anything that we have to ask that it's out of the blue and that's our way of not coming across as bossy too loud demanding by apologizing for it so stop apologizing for it stop apologizing for being super tall stop apologizing for walking loudly stop apologizing for being busy whenever you need to be busy or taking downtime for yourself whenever you need to take downtime for yourself do these things be loving and warming to other individuals, but don't apologize for it. Don't apologize for being yourself. And ask yourself if you've been apologizing for your actions and who you are your whole life. If you've been apologizing for who you are your whole life, you're never going to really accept yourself. That's why you're stuck in this self-shaming cycle. Because you've been taught, you've been teaching yourself that you're supposed to. You're supposed to always be saying sorry for something. That you need to be sorry for your existence. So be aware of your language. Are you writing things and emails that come across that way? Are you speaking that way? Apologizing for your every move, for your outfits, for your looks? Be aware. Be aware of these things. Number three, release expectations of the outcome. And this is what I was saying earlier about my book. I have no expectations. I have hopes and dreams, but I don't have expectations of the outcome. So by releasing expectations of the outcome, you become unattached to what the outcome might really be. And this gives you so much power. So much power and perspective. I personally believe God has really amazing plans for all of us. We all are going to go through something big in our life, whether it's a hardship or it's a triumph, it's a trial. I'm assuming many of you listening to this episode have gone through many, many, many trials. 
in your life already or you're going through one right now or maybe you're going through something big and amazing but most likely it was not something that you already had expected as the outcome you didn't know sometimes you have a big goal a big dream but God's intention for that big goal or dream could be completely different from yours maybe you really want to be a second grade teacher and you think like this is the only way you're going to be happy you have to be a second grade teacher this is the way you're going to be happy but what if that's not God's plan for you really and you have expectations of it and when you're taken in a different direction and the current is moving really strongly and it's pulling you hard it goes against everything that you've been believing is going to happen and you can't see the beauty in what is happening you can't trust that what is happening is for your better interest for your future and it's not really your plan. You're not really in control, guys. It's not really all about how well you can control your life, but how well you can accept the circumstances that you're currently under. How, what you can make of it, what you can make from the situation you're going through. But back to the point, releasing expectations of the outcome leaves room for growth, bigger growth, exciting growth, huge, bigger than you ever imagined. Maybe disappointing growth. Growth that hurts and causes pain. But by releasing expectations of what's going to happen, you save yourself a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of guilt, especially when it comes to food. Expecting you're going to stop after one bite and you eat five bites, six bites, ten muffins. You didn't expect that. You were attached to the idea that you were going to be a perfect eater. And when you realize that you were not a perfect eater, because that's not real, you beat yourself up. You feel shame. You feel guilt. You had expectations. If you have expectations of a relationship or of what a partner is going to do, then you may find yourself really upset when that doesn't go through, whenever they don't follow through on this. So instead of having expectations, what do you do? You have communication. You release what's going on through. You release your emotions. You let them pass through. I think releasing expectations is something that I'm always going to be working on but every time that I realized I had an expectation for something and I beat myself up for how I didn't act I realized in that moment how I could change my perspective let something just pass on through and the next time I'm open to different outcomes and I don't have my heart my eyes locked on one particular way especially when it comes to what I do I don't want to have expectations of myself to act a certain way, be a certain person, because I know I'm constantly growing on a moment-to-moment basis. Number four, let go of your need to control. Let's keep this one short. You're not in control. Accept it. You're not in control. When you try so, 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 so hard to control something, chances are it's controlling you. For so long, I thought I was controlling my food. I thought I was controlling my movement, my exercise, my workouts. In reality, my workouts, my food, were controlling me. I was in a prison. Now, right now, in this moment, I'm not really in control. There are certain things that we are in control of to some extent, such as our internal world, what we tell ourselves, what we believe, how we view a situation. We have a lot of control over those things, but not 100%. There's still going to be, you can motivate yourself and talk positively about something, or strive to see a situation as beautiful whenever it really may be causing you pain you can control so much of that you can see beauty and you can choose to focus on the beauty but there's still going to be a part that hurts and you can't ex- you can't expect that it's all going to be gone what you can do though is surrender 
You can't surrender to the fact that you're never really in control. And when situations come that surprise you, like having to eat at a rest stop that you weren't really comfortable with because you're used to being able to eat your perfectly packed meals and have your two-day workouts or all this stuff, you let it go. And then soon enough, you learn to let go a little more. And then maybe you choose not to go to the work, to the gym anymore. Maybe you choose to not go because it's not serving you. Maybe you choose to branch out and eat new foods. So let go of your need to control over everything, control over other people, control over how your body looks, control over what people think about your body. Act as if your body is merely a gift that you're borrowing for a while. Act as if this life is a gift that you get to experience for a while because both of those things are very true <clears throat> you are not in full control of everything number five journal what's going on like i was saying earlier the day one app is amazing for this this is what i use because when i travel i didn't even bring a journal with me i didn't even bring pen and paper because i use this for everything and it's light packing um listen to the podcast i just did with katie dale about get her book let it out it's an amazing book on journaling. We'll give you so many different journaling tools, over 50 different journaling tools that you can use. Um, such an incredible book. I highly, highly recommend it. But journal what's going on in your internal world. Journal a dialogue between your inner critic and your inter- inner mentor or your true self. Whenever your inner critic says, oh, you can't put that on. You're not ready. You're not thin enough. You're not this enough. You write that down and you say, inner critic is saying, blah, 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 blah. And then you write a dialogue. What would your inner mentor say if she was really loud? What would she say back? And you write that down. Does your inner critic have a response to that? If so, write it down. And then you can write down your inner mentor's response. What would she say to that? And you just keep writing. But journal what's going on in your internal world. Journal how you're handling this recovery mess, this gray area you're living in. Nothing is black and white ever again, especially with recovery and learning intuition. Intuition is so far from black and white, it's ridiculous. It's laughable to think that intuition can be black and white. It's the most gray thing I deal with in my life, my intuition, which is why so many people come to me asking questions about intuition because you can't put a label on it. You can't say anything's right or wrong. And it's all about what feels right to you, which is the most frustrating but beautiful thing. If you ask people, I don't know if this relationship is right for me. What is right? What is wrong? I don't want to screw up something that's good by leaving this relationship, something that could be. Those were the questions going through my head when I went through my recent relationship. I kept asking other people, like my family members, I don't want to let go of something that's supposed to be. I don't want to let go of something that's right, that could be right. Maybe it's hard right now, but am I giving up too soon if I say no? If I say this isn't right anymore? And the only thing I could get back in return is what feels right to you right now? What feels right to you? And I think deep down we all know the answer to that. We all know the answer to what feels right for us, but we keep trying to think that there's this rule book somewhere that tells us how to do things, this guidebook Something out there somewhere can tell us what exactly to do. But even if you found that, even if you found that rule book and you read the exact page that your answer was on, you wouldn't trust it fully. You wouldn't trust that fully. You would still be questioning it. You'd still be questioning, questioning, questioning what to do, what to do. So this leads me into my next one. And that's when you start to overthink, stop. When you start to overthink, stop. Overthinking is what leads you away from intuition. And I'm about to give you my favorite quote in the entire world. This is said by, I don't know how you say his last name, but Paulo 
Celio or Celio. Um, he wrote The Alchemist. Most of you probably know who that is, know what book that is. Maybe you're laughing at me because I just butchered his last name. Maybe I even butchered his first name. But this quote is exceptional, and it's one that I go to time and time again. Whenever we need to make a very important decision, it is best to trust our instincts because reason usually tries to remove us from our dream, saying that the time is not yet right. Reason is afraid of defeat, but intuition enjoys life and its challenges. I'm going to say that again. I know you can rewind it, but I'm just going to say it again. Whenever we need to make a very important decision, it is best to trust our instincts because reason usually tries to remove us from our dream, saying that the time is not yet right. Reason is afraid of defeat, but intuition enjoys life and its challenges. Just like my breakup reason, I was so afraid of defeat. I was so afraid. I was trying to use my logic for everything because logic always tries to triumph there's a there's a mathematical equation where you can come out on top you can come out with the answer you can have a answer at the end and so I was trying to use logic of what is the right thing to do but intuition enjoys life and its challenges it sees things differently it doesn't see it as an equation or as logic or as this quote says reason it sees it as another opportunity to learn to grow to listen to yourself to be your own guide So whenever you start to think, stop. There's always a time and a place for logic, yes, but instinct normally knows best. We are born with an innate ability to have this instinct, but our lives have taught us time and time again, that was wrong, that was wrong. That was right, now congratulations, that was wrong, that was wrong. All these different people throwing things our way, saying right and wrong. And we start to think that there has to be a formula some way. There has to be a formula to intuitive eating. There has to be right. There has to be wrong. If I'm intuitive eating correctly, I'm only eating intuitively one time a day. And the other two times a day, I'm eating my strict meal plan. No, that's not how it works. It's, it's full on intuition engaging these senses at all points of the day. You don't have to follow any t- type of rule book. You don't have to set rules for yourself where... You can only go out to have froyo once or twice per week and the rest of the week you have to eat a certain way. Actually, you can have the freedom to eat whatever the heck you want every single meal, every single day, when you're hungry, even when you're not hungry, okay? Intuition is whatever you choose to make it, whatever your body's asking for, and it's different for every single person. So <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed these six different ways to train your intuition muscle I know it's a lot to mull over. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you go back and you take notes if you weren't taking notes and you're listening to this in the car. And final thoughts, I'd love if y'all checked out my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash TV. And over there, I'm filming a lot more. I'm really considering getting myself a nice vlog camera so that I can make nicer video blogs. I want to know, though, how important that is to you because these cameras are not that... Um, inexpensive and I already have the podcast going on writing this book and all these different things so any uh, subscribes help any big thumbs up on the videos help so you know whether this is something you really really love because if I only if I get this camera it's only for you guys it's literally only because it makes your experience more pleasurable and enjoyable so I will have to see how many people are loving these vlogs are loving the blogs or the videos or the quick little the videos that I, I do when I post on Facebook where most of them go. So check it out, Maddie Moon TV. Would love to have 
questions on the bottom of the shows if you want me to cover something because normally these episodes these shows when I make quick little clips about different inspirational messages they're just on the top of my head something I come up with so if you have something in specific and you can ask it in like a one question way like just with one sentence then I can be very precise about it the more sentences you ask with question the less concise my answer is going to be because I'm going to be spread kind of all over so that always helps if you just can make it in one question and comment on one of my videos saying hey I would love if you would talk about blah 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 all right, um, you, like I already said, can follow my journey on Snapchat at Mind Body Musings. Been really fun to post a lot over there. You can get all the notes for this on my website, maddiemoon.com. And if you haven't yet gotten your free guide, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession, you can do that over there. You will see that on every post. And also, last but not least, I have recently set up a way to donate to my work. This is my full-time job. This is what I do every single day. This is what I pour my heart and soul into. I left my full-time job to pursue teaching body image to the world full-time. And there are many, many, many people that listen to the show that I don't work with one-on-one, but benefit from my stuff weekly. So if you benefit from my stuff weekly and you thrive on this message and it's really helped you, I would ask that If you want to somehow support me in a way other than writing a review on my podcast show, which does help greatly, would be to donate to the show what you think is a fair amount for what I provide. I will have a link to that on the show notes to this episode. Just go to maddiemoon.com and you'll see episode 105 on there, Six Ways to Train Your Intuition Muscle. And you can click on the link to make a donation and donate anything, anything you want, anything helps. I appreciate every single person that has donated to the show. This is a one-time thing. I have a Patreon account, but with that, it recurs. So you would be um, donating per episode, which I also really appreciate. But I know some people just want to make one-time donations. So I will have the link to the donation on the show notes. And I really appreciate y'all giving me back what I am putting out to you in any way that you... Uh, see fit so thank you so much for that thank you for tuning in as always i'm really looking forward to next week's episode now that i have a new microphone and i hope that y'all have really enjoyed this and learned from this and i'll see you guys soon